There's got to be an explanation to all these UFO sightings, right? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Welcome to the family with special guest. Dulce Slan. I like it. It's a mean. <laughs> Hello, friends. And Brandon Simon. Andy Brad Bernard. JB. I like how you always introduce yourself, Brandon Simon. Mm-hmm. I'm not the show. I'm just here to... I say you are. <laughs> Damn it. We're not going to go to breaks. So we're going to do it so you get as much time on as possible, and then we'll put the breaks in later. Okay. Oh, cool. Can cool. do. Michael Bryant, Brad, Sean Bryant, what's the latest? Well, basically, we're trying to represent people who have been hurt then talk to them before they talk to an adjuster. Uh, one of the key points is to make sure you know what your rights are before you start talking to the insurance company, and they start asking you questions, or they try to settle your case early and cheap. Well, what's interesting to me is, you know, a lot of people have fear of attorneys. It makes them very uncomfortable. They get nervous about it. What should I do? I've known Michael for years and years now, and I would highly recommend you. So that should be good enough for everybody because I don't endorse people who are dirtbags. Well, I, I appreciate that. Um, but I guess the key is, is people think I'll charge them if I talk to them. Right. So a lot of people call me up. It's like, how much is this going to cost if you call me back? Like, you want me to call you back? How much will that cost? I don't charge people. The only way I get paid is if we recover, um, if we get money from the, the other side. And there's a lot of people I talk to that I never get paid for that are just part of giving them advice to make sure they know what they can do and what their rights are. And your record's terrific as well, we should point out. Well, it works. It's been good. <laughs> it's been good, ladies and gentlemen. It's been good. And how do they contact you? At, uh, e- either through our website, which is minnesotapersonalinjury.com, minnesotapersonalinjury.com, or at 800-770-7008. Michael Bryant, Bradshaw, and Bryant. Recently, the four Walzer dealerships in Burnsville, Walzer Subaru, Walzer Honda, Walzer Nissan, and Walzer Mazda encountered a hailstorm. Adjusters flew in from around the U.S. to handle a claim on what will be over 2,500 new and used cars. They've drastically reduced the pricing on these vehicles, and there are some wonderful bargains available. But here's the deal. I normally hate the hurry-these-won't-last style of marketing, but in this case, it is true. It's not like they'll go into the back lot at night with hammers and make more. I also usually tell people to check them out online, but in the case of slightly damaged cars, you really do have to see them for yourselves. Stop out to Walzer Mazda, Nissan, Honda, and Subaru just south of the Burnsville Mall on Buck Hill Road. If you really want to, you can tell them Tom sent you, but that sounds kind of dumb. All right, so what's the latest? Um, I'm in Minnesota. Uh, <laughs> Where'd you grow up? I grew up, for the most part, in Atlanta. Atlanta? Man, there's a lot of people from Atlanta now in comedy. A lot. Yeah, we're good. Yeah, you are. That's <laughs> yeah, true. It's very, very true. We're, um, I hope it stays that way. I think it will. If, I mean, you put your city on the map. You don't want the young ones messing it up. 
So. Well, you're not exactly ancient. No, but like, you know, it's a lot of us left kind of at the same time. Oh, yeah. Because like I started in 2009 and then around like 2013, 2014, 2015, a lot of us who were like had started around then, Mm -hmm. you know, you start getting more work and you have to either have to go to New York or go to L.A. And so. Sometimes, like, when you have, like, comedy scenes where, like, a bunch of people leave, mm-hmm. it leaves, like, a void. So, you got the young ones looking up to the people who couldn't leave. So, yeah, so, you know, when the younger comics are looking up to the comics that couldn't leave, then a lot of times there are people, you know, who are really bitter. And you kind of, like, just build a whole new generations of comics who, you know, feel entitled to things and they're really bitter about stuff. And you're like, you just started. Why are you jaded? You've been doing this for six months. Is that what kind of society's like now? Because I was just talking about that on the morning show this morning. It's kind of like everybody feels they're really entitled to everything. They don't want to make any effort to do anything. But it's like if if you don't give me everything right now, I'm really bitter. Well, I don't know. It's I don't know if I think because we were taught growing up that input in and input out like so you get a direct result right and with other lines of work that's true but with entertainment that's not true so if you're in the entertainment industry you can put in a lot of work and it'll take a long time to get results or some people pop pop faster than other people so when you're trying to put something on like a college track kind of mindset onto something that is not set that way mm-hmm. it can make you it can make you bitter it can make you annoyed because you're like well i've been doing this for five years why has nothing happened it's like i don't know this isn't that kind of job like you didn't work at a factory for five years and be like all right i should be you know the foreman by now mm-hmm. it's not how this works no as a matter of fact I, most people will tell tell me anyway it takes 10 maybe even 15 years to get really good at doing comedy anyway Right. I mean, I I was a comic that um, he started after I did, and he's a really funny comic. And so the club, me and my other friends were like, just telling the manager of the club, like, you've got to put him up. You've got to put him up. You've got to put him up. And, you know, he ended up, and that kid ended up doing late night before I did. But other comics were like, well, aren't you upset that, you know, you helped put him on? And he, and I'm like, no. No. That's his trajectory. Right. I can't get upset about someone else's path or how someone else is going because there's probably other people that are like, well, you know, I started doing stand up full time in 20 in November of 2015. And then I got the Daily Show in July of 2017. But some people make it look like, like, oh, well, she's only been doing stand up for two years. Yeah, no, yeah, I've been doing yeah. stand up since 20, like 2009. Mm-hmm. And I've been acting since I was a kid. So I've been performing my entire life. I was going to ask you, do you do voiceover? I've done some voiceover. Um, I've been asked to, when I was still in Atlanta, I would get auditions to do like uh, commercials. Mm-hmm. And my agent would always come back to like, well, they wanted you to sound, you know, more ethnic. And I was like, I don't know how that <laughs> sounds. Hey, James, could you sound more ethnic on the show today? I'll try. Thank you. <laughs> right. And it's like something like that. It's like, this is a Publix commercial. <laughs> well, there you go. I'm just telling you to come to Publix. Like, why do you need? So I was like, I just sound how I sound. They have good chicken wings, by the way. I love Publix. The, yo, the Publix sub. Unbelievable. Honestly? Yeah. Like, truly. Why is it so delicious? I know. I'm, I'm, I'm not, I won't I'm go to Subway. And I I am. I had to uh, boycott Subway for a little bit. <laughs> because I asked the man to give me more olives. And he said, ma'am, I already gave you eight. And I was like, 
Is that the number? <laughs> First of all, this is a foot lump. Yeah. Second, yeah, that's right. These aren't whole olives. These are little, the little cut up circles. Mm-hmm. This is what corporate said. How many olives you're supposed to give me? Like, ma'am, I gave you eight, and then he got upset. And I was like, keep the whole sandwich. It's all yours. And his manager popped up out of nowhere. He was like, you have to buy this. I was like, what? I got to buy a damn thing. Keep your sandwich. I'll go to Jimmy John's. I'm not doing this with y'all. That man got upset with me because I asked for more olives. I was like, this, is, I'm, this isn't the America I live in. This I isn't the What kind of sandwich was it? Um, I always get like an Italian trio. Well, you got to have olives on the Italian trio. Thank you. Well, what is true. happening? You, got, you have to. You got to have some olives because I want all the meats. I want cheeses. I want some veggies. My goal is when I get a sub that the bread doesn't touch. Like, I don't yeah, want it to close. Yeah. No, I understand. And you have to cut it in four, individually wrap. Why are we acting like this isn't how you eat one of these sandwiches? I was very yeah, annoyed. No, I understand. <laughs> but, like, that's how people like to treat things. It's like you're assembling. It's like, all right, well, I did this for this long and this for this long. Mm-hmm. Like, you're not building a sandwich. You're not built, this is not what's... No, you're right. This is not what's happening. Um, and I think when it comes to... The sense of entitlement, I think, is weird because I think we were just... We were taught to just be happy for whatever you get. Mm-hmm. But when you live in that mindset, it's very easy to be mistreated. So yeah, now it's, that. okay, I worked this hard. I should be treated a certain way, but I never live in the space of I deserve something. I always live in, like, I earned this. Because you don't know what you deserve as a person other than the fact, like, if I'm interacting with another human being, I should be treated the way that I treat them. Is it, you, get, you get that from your mother and father? My mother, you definitely taught mother, me that. Yeah, yeah. Because it's a lot of times people would treat you however they feel that they should. Yeah. And then you're the one that decides if you allow it or not. So I've been at plenty of jobs. Like I, had, I think it was my first job out of college, like my first real job out of college. And my boss, who actually had gone to the same college, but she graduated like 10 or 15 years before me, she would just have a tendency to just yell at people and just go off. And one day I was on the phone with her and I just went, I'm going to let you call me back when you calm down. Right. I think I was like 22. And I was like, no, we're not doing, I don't care that you're 35. You cannot yell at me. You cannot talk to me like this. And I said, I'm going to let you call me back. And I hung up the phone. And 20 minutes later, she called me back and was like, okay, I understand what you were saying. Mm-hmm. But I had been letting her yell at me for a good year. And my mother uh, was oh, like, it's a year. Okay. Yeah, because I worked there for almost two years. And so she just goes off on everybody. And I was like, I can't. I'm not doing. I'm a man. I'm a college graduate. Like I can't. Plus, I'm bilingual. I'm, the only reason I work here is because I'm bilingual. You can't talk to some of the guys that work in the back. You can't talk to some of our customers. So I know I'm an asset. No, you can't talk to me like this. And I think people have gotten to the point where just like I can't be mistreated by an employer. No, I agree. I, no, I understand that completely. And by the way, so so it's English and Spanish. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Where'd you learn Spanish? When we moved back to Miami, I started taking it in school. So oh, I started learning it in, because in Miami, you take, like, in elementary school, you know, you have, like, PE and art and a music class every day. In Miami, you also took Spanish. Right. So yeah. I took it every day from, like, fourth grade to sixth grade. People don't know this, but Miami is now 70% Spanish, 20% black, and 10% white. That's, that's the demographics of Miami now. Probably. So you better learn to speak Spanish. Well, the city of Miami. City of Miami, yeah. yeah but yeah. once you hit a suburb, or like it's there's Miami proper and then you know mm-hmm. there's always these unincorporated parts of a city, but you know my most of my family left because there are no there have been jobs in Miami since the hurricane. No, I understand. Meeting that, Andrew, yeah. so if you're not bilingual and that's just how but that's how most cities are. Like I'll go, mm-hmm. 
I mean, I remember, like, if you're in the bank in, like, L.A., there's so many different, like, there are different tellers that speak different languages. And in New York, there's different tellers that speak different languages because you have to be able to service your clientele. Yeah. And I'm sure there's people that don't like that. But if you're trying to get this money, if you are a business, who would you rather have? A teller that speaks Chinese that can speak to your Chinese clientele. Right, right. If you're a Wells Fargo in Chinatown, somebody in this building needs to speak Chinese. Right. And that's what the Wells Fargo in Chinatown is in L.A. Most of the tellers speak Chinese because that's where you put a bank in their town. No, you're right. You're absolutely so right. So you have to, yes, they're in America, mm-hmm. but you put a bank where they are, so you have to accommodate. That makes complete sense to me. I have a friend that does a morning show in Miami, and mm-hmm. he's on a classic rock station. And it's not easy to get ratings on a classic rock station in Miami anymore, I'll tell you that. <laughs> I think the, there was a classic rock station in Atlanta, and I think it's no longer... Yeah, it would. As a matter of fact, a, a friend of mine was a program director there. Yeah, I think it's gone. Yeah, he just left like six months ago or a year ago. Something and like. I did realize, because now there's, there's so many, uh, so many hip-hop stations in Atlanta. And one of, even like one of the... Uh, there was one hip-hop station that on Sundays plays Christian hip-hop. Because they're like, we still know our cli- we still know who our listeners there, are, it. but it's still Sunday. Yeah. So we still finna give you, I mean, we're going to give you a little beat when we talk about the Lord. Yeah. <laughs> no, I understand. And, and, and religion in the South is still pretty big in most areas. I mean, I think it is in most of the country. Because I think yeah, that you can look good. at, you know, how people view things, what laws are being passed. Um to see that it is still a very big thing in America and most of the world. That's how most, I mean, if you look at how most laws were passed, it was based off of someone's religion. That's very true, yeah. Which is why some people don't like it, I guess. But, I, you know, to tell you the truth, here's, what I, here's my view of the whole deal. Is if you're a religious person or you're not a religious person, mm-hmm. as long as you don't hurt other people with either one of them, I don't care what you do. That's right. fine. But we've already decided that there's a separation of church and state. Yeah. We already said that. No, we did. So yeah. if everyone's toting their, you know, constitutional rights and such, mm-hmm. then if there's said separation of church and state, then there's certain rules like everyone says don't murder. I think we can all agree, religious or not, you shouldn't be murdering nobody. You shouldn't be, should be robbing people. people. No, I agree. You're right. You know, uh, all of these, there's very, like, just specific, like, just existence life things. Mm-hmm. And then when we trickle down from that, it's like, okay, well, this was illegal because of this, and this was illegal because of this. And it's like, that had nothing to do with anyone else's right. personal safety. Right. It was that you didn't agree with this particular thing because of whatever beliefs you hold. And that can get, that can get very tricky. I got to ask you a question, because you're from Georgia. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a big argument right now going on. Well, it's not a big argument, but in certain circles it is. Uh, Because AOC just said, she released a bit of audio that said that the Electoral College was put in place to ensure slavery would continue. Well, actually, it was the exact opposite, the reason why they didn't want one voice taking over the entire country, Mm -hmm. and that's why the Electoral College was put in place, is to do the exact opposite of what she said, and I don't have any, you know, she's, she is who she is, and I don't, mm-hmm. I don't hate anybody, to be honest with you. I, you know, I'm pretty centrist, actually. Right. But you got to read up a little bit. So we got AOC saying that the Electoral College is not good because it, it ensures slavery, which it does not. And then you got the President of the United States saying, I'm the chosen one. It's like, what? Well, I thought that, I, if I remember correctly, I was taught that the Electoral College was supposed to be a buffer That's between... Correct people and the 
uh, executive branch of the government. That's correct. Meaning that we can't always trust who the voters are voting for. <laughs> um, but when you see that, um, but like Trump came in, he was a minority president. And yeah. then Bush, the second term, I think, was a minority president yeah, as well. Yep, yep. So they were like, well, usually it's going to match up. And what's so funny about the Electoral College is that nobody talks really talks about it in between election years. Right. And then an election yep. pops up and they're like, well, damn it, this thing again? <laughs> and you're like, what? <laughs> it's been here for a long time. Yeah, no one's exactly. tried to fix this. But also, because it's like, was... Because I don't know when the Electoral College was created, but originally, the only people that could vote per the Constitution originally were white men who owned property. Yes, that's right. You had to be property owners. You yep. had to be a property owner, yep. which means you were personally invested in what happened to your land. That's correct. So you still cut out a large segment of the population. And so those were the people who were supposed to be deciding who the president was originally. Originally, yes, that's right. And then we branch out, we branch out, we branch out, we branch out. And now it's still created as a buffer because there's like, because when you look at the popular vote and then you have the electoral college vote, one of my friends was like, well, why do we even have the popular vote? I was like, well, the popular vote decides how many electoral college votes you get. But this is the issue. Right, yeah. Some states, if you win a popular vote in one state, you get all their votes. Yeah, something you're right. Yeah, and then yeah. other states, yep. the they break it down yep. where it's not an all or nothing. If you got 50% of the vote or 40%, mm -hmm. then you get 40% of electoral college votes. And it's like we can't even decide per state how no. we figure this out. Does that surprise you, though? No. No. But if this is the thing that's supposed to decide who the leader of the country is, if you're not going to get rid of the electoral college, at least agree on how the person gets those votes. Yeah, I, I agree with that. I mean, the problem is if they didn't have the electoral college, uh, New York, Illinois, and California would elect every president. Nobody else would even matter. But they still so many people. Right. But because they have so many people, they have so many electoral college votes. Yeah, they do. So yeah. they still decide. Pretty much. That's true. Because they have all yeah. those votes. So we've yeah. tried to come up with this system to make it because like, well, we do this because to make it more fair. But California is going to have more electoral yeah. college votes in Delaware, just in the same way that California has more representatives in the House right. of Representatives yeah. than Delaware, mm -hmm. because it's just based on sheer population. So we fixed Nothing. If every state had two senators and two reps, I agree. And every state had so many electoral college votes, then that's how you would make things even. I couldn't agree more. So, think we'll get there? No, no, <laughs> no, I don't. no. It's absolutely not because people in power don't want to give up power because mm -hmm. we have term limits on presidents. Right. We don't have term limits on senators. We should. We should. We definitely should. We should. Strom right. Thurmond was a president. His, what, he was a senator for... Like 70 years. 70 years! <laughs> yeah. yeah, how long has uh, Ruth Bader Ginsburg been in power? She's been there in for the a Supreme long. Court? Well, Supreme Court, that's time. an elected right. position, and that's different. Yes. But the question yeah. is, is the Supreme Court, should they have term limits? Yeah. It's Tom Bernard with North American Banking Company CEO and my buddy, Michael Bilski. Michael, let's say somebody has a plan to expand their business this year. How can North American Banking Company get that job done? At North American Banking Company, we'll take time to understand the customer's needs and wants and their plans for the future. Once we have a good understanding of that, we'll try to solve their financing dilemma. 
we won't take a cookie cutter approach to any financing situation. Wonderful. So if I need cash to expand my podcast, you got a plan for me too? No. <laughs> God, thank you. I see where this is going. Well, we right love working with you. We can help any business, including a podcast that's already very successful. Who's better than you? That's what I want to know. You I still are. never liked you, though. You are. No, I never. Don't try to make up. I don't. <laughs> Why not bank with my banker, North American Banking Company, a better banking experience, member FDIC, and an equal housing lender. Tom Bernard here for Whiting Clinic LASIK and Cataract. There's no better time than now to ditch your contacts and pitch your glasses. Whiting Clinic is the place I trusted to do this for me, and it's not just me. There's a reason Whiting Clinic is the number one LASIK practice in the United States. Dr. Whiting's unsurpassed experience, the most advanced Contura laser technology, and lifetime coverage are all backed by Whiting Clinic's best price guarantee. Being the experts they are, they wanted to make sure you have the very best for your eyes, just like I did. Call now for Whiting Clinic's $500 off LASIK savings. If you're like me, not a big fan of glasses and contact lenses, then it's time you found out if you're a candidate for LASIK. And Whiting Clinic is definitely the place to go. Call 855-554-2020 today or visit whitingclinic.com to set up your free LASIK consultation. Remember to tell them that I sent you and save $500 on your LASIK. Offer good for a limited time. Call Whiting Clinic for details. Good for both eyes only. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Your mother so, educate you. My mother in PBS. <laughs> your mother in PBS. My mother in PBS. Uh, because you're very smart. Thank you so much. I mean, not that I'm surprised. I'm just saying you're very smart. Well, I'm surprised I, because most people aren't very smart. Well, I wanted to pay attention. Because my, yeah, yeah, my mother yeah. told me if you're not paying attention, they're going to get you. There's no doubt about it. And they're no going to be able to it. trick you with information that's not true. You are correct. And they will lie and cheat and steal to drive home their point. It's unbelievable. And right. you know what I like also? I don't want to get your opinion on this as well. Mm. How we change terminology to try to make things better, but it's the same anyway. And what I mean by that, and I hope nobody really gets offended by this, but I'm just talking about the way things have changed. Mm-hmm. Um, when when my, my grandfather was a young boy, mm-hmm. people without jobs were called freeloaders. Right. Then later on, I suppose in my father, my you know, my father's later life, they became bums. Right. Then they became homeless. Right. Now that's not good enough. Now they're unsheltered. Okay. It's like, come on, man. There's a way to be. As someone who has been unemployed a bunch of times. And Mm-hmm. Have you been unsheltered? Never. My mother loves me. Um, well, there you go. <laughs> listen, I've lived with strangers before, so I'm not going to be out here on these streets. I'm too pretty. Right. Um, <laughs> I understand. I understand. But I think there's a difference. When you are dealing with the idea of freeloader means that this is a person who has chosen not to work mm-hmm. and then will live off of receiving money from others from everybody else yep. from everyone else yep. you have the ability to work and choose not to there's a difference between that and someone who isn't working because they can't i understand that completely Absolutely. so if you are because people talk about how many of our veterans are homeless uh-huh. or unsheltered it is because certain things they fought for their country mm-hmm. came back and it's being, because a human being should not experience whatever you see during war. 
Agreed. And sometimes that is a, and sometimes that can be very traumatic for people to the fact that it's debilitating. Mm -hmm. So if we have asked these, if these, we've asked these people to go out there and fight for me to be able to sit here and have this conversation with you, Mm -hmm. then we have to be able to support them in some kind of way. Agreed. But there's a difference, but there are also people who work, go to work every day who are homeless Mm-hmm. Because you can't afford anything, yeah. you can't afford it. Yeah. So you're underemployed, is what that's called. So you're going to work every day. You could have two, three jobs. Why are you pointing to me when you say underemployed? <laughs> no, I'm just, I'm just, I talk with my hands. So I don't know what Brandon does anyway. Um, but there are people that will go to work every day, two, three jobs, and because of the city that they live in. It is not, they cannot afford to get a place to live. That was my mother, as a matter of fact, raised seven children by herself. Right. And she went to work 18 hours a day and couldn't afford a damn thing. You see what I'm saying? Because you have, because there's eight people to take Mm -hmm. care of. Mm -hmm. And so, when you're, and so because the cost of things are rising higher than you're paying people, because for some reason, raising, the minimum wage would debilitate a company, but yet you Some, charging yeah. me rent that I can't afford mm-hmm. doesn't debilitate anyone. Because if there's rent that people can't afford, your right, buildings are empty. Right, right. But you don't want to adjust the cost of living to the minimum. So you don't want to make sure the cost of living isn't skyrocketing. Because if you're looking, if I own a building, right, no matter where it is, even if I'm in a nice area. Mm-hmm. What is the the people who I'm targeting to live in my building? I have to make sure that my building is affordable for people to live in it. Because you can price yourself out. Because, like, people who rent rooms and rent buildings, it's like, okay, we can't charge. No one is making this much money, so I can't charge this much. Mm-hmm. But it seems like now that we're not looking at what people make before we're charging rent. What's well, interesting you bring that up because it just happened, uh, I believe, last night or maybe, I think it was last night. Uh, Kipps Bay in New York. You know New York at all? Yeah. I hate the place. Go ahead. <laughs> this state's fine. The city's trash. It should be burned down immediately. Thank you so much. Other than that, though, uh, there's, a, there's a building. Uh, God, I can't remember the name of the building now. But it's in Kipps Bay in mm-hmm. New York. Uh, a guy complained about the elevator. He said, the elevator's not really stable, and it's really starting to scare me. It's a 23-story building. Mm. right? It's called a promenade. That's mm. the name of the building. Fancy. Right? Fancy. So this guy was complaining, complaining, complaining. He, his one-bedroom apartment cost $3,750 a month for one bedroom. Yeah. Okay? Complained about the, the elevator. They never did anything. Just last night, he stepped off the elevator. As he was getting off, it plummeted and cut him in half. Wow. So this guy's paying $3,750 a month for rent. He says, your, your elevator's not stable. And it literally slaughtered him. I guess there's video of it, too. No. (laughs) No. No. I'm good. See, it's what you're talking about. It's not just corporations. It's not just politicians. It's Mm -hmm. not just... It's all of these different factors that enter into it. People, some people, not all people, hopefully, are greedy as hell. And they just can't have enough money. Well, it's like when I looked at my building in L.A., every year I lived there, there was a new owner. Oh, yeah, yeah. But the whole neighborhood was getting gentrified to the point where last year they changed the owner and I had someone subletting the place 
and they weren't sending me my mail. And so when I go to pay the rent in July, I can't, because I could pay my rent online, I can't pay my rent. Because it's like, oh, we don't recognize your... I'm like, what are you talking about? <laughs> so then I call yeah, the company, yeah. and they're like, oh, well, we can't tell you anything, but we no longer own the building. I'm like, well, who owns the building? And like, well, we can't tell you that. Why not? I don't know. <laughs> so now... Oh, they probably don't want that new owner to make any money. So they thought they had your girl. They thought they was cute. So I went on a so I contacted the girl who was my contact before and she was like, Okay, listen, I'm not supposed to tell you, but here who owns the building now. So she just gave me a general name. So then I had to call that company and they're like, Wait, well where are you? They're not even in California. No, very and, common. And the they United didn't States? even they're in the United States. Oh, they are. But they didn't, time they're not in the United States. They're sometimes local. they're not. Yeah. And so they didn't even know. They're like, well, and I heard somebody go, did we buy that building? I'm like, what's happening? <laughs> <laughs> so then I got jumped from person to person to person to person. Yeah. yeah. And I finally got in contact with somebody. They're like, well, you sent, we sent this to you in the mail. I was like, well, I travel a lot. I wasn't able to get the mail. Um, what do I have to do? So I... And then the other thing is that the this and this is why the people who were renting my were subletting my apartment, I had to figure out what to do because they didn't tell me that the neighbors had been asking, "Hey, can you pay your rent online?" And they were like, "No," because oh. they hadn't paid me rent yet. So oh, I was yeah, like, yeah, "Hey, okay. where's the rent?" And they were like, "Oh, well, people in the building were saying that they couldn't pay it online, so we thought we didn't have to pay it." And I was like, "No." What? <laughs> No, you pay rent to me, right. and then I pay rent to the builder. Right. Your right. rent's always due on the first. Either if I can't pay it to the fancy, your rent's due on the first. And I was like, okay. Mm-hmm. So I had no. I could have figured this out way before, but y'all knew for days that y'all couldn't get the rent paid. So I finally tracked down somebody, and then had to send them all this paperwork, and it was. So I was talking to the girl on the phone, and she's like, "I like I don't understand what's happening." Y'all are the third people to own this building. She's like, what? I was like, yeah, this just flipped to y'all. And she was going, well, they didn't tell us that. I'm like, they wouldn't have told you that. They were trying to sell the building. Yeah, yeah. And so now this whole neighborhood, because I moved there like in 2017. I was back the other day. The whole neighborhood's completely different. There's so, so many there now? That, gentrifiers. Because I was in Highland Park, so it was a Mexican and American neighborhood. And the, America, and the neighborhood got gentrified. There's like four record stores. Um, I lived in front of a vegan restaurant that was always busy. Uh, there was a liquor store with a speakeasy deli in the back. Just real goofy stuff. Yeah. There was a barber shop that had a, a speakeasy. Like, everything's a speakeasy. I don't know where just, why you just can't have one business. That'd be good. Either sell the sandwiches or sell the liquor. What are we doing in this place? Mm-hmm. Or the barber shop has something in the back. Like, it's all wild. But it's... But because L.A. has a rule where you can't increase the rent, because the contracts keep sliding over. Right. And in L.A., you can't increase someone's rent more than like 3% of the rent. Georgia does not have that rule. They can just raise the rent however right. much they want right. to raise the rent. I noticed last time I was in Atlanta, by the way, they took all the numbers off of the public housing. Remember they used to have those big discs with the numbers on them? Yeah. They took all those down now. Did you notice that? Well, that's the only public house. Like, that's yeah. the only one left. Yeah, it is. Yeah, right. They tore right. down everything else around the Olympics and yep. then sent everybody to Riverdale. And then the crime rate in uh, Cobb County and Clayton County shot up 300%. And at one point, <laughs> Clayton County lost their accreditation. 
Oh. For the schools. For the school, that's not good. So the yeah. school, so it's like you never went. So you're trying to go to college, like you never went to high school. I loved Atlanta. I still the, the company I work for, Cumulus, is based in Atlanta, up mm-hmm. in Buckhead. Mm-hmm. And that one restaurant, I can never remember the name of the damn restaurant though. It's right up in Buckhead, up there, and they still can smoke cigars in there because it was grandfathered in. Ruth Chris. Uh, no, it's not Ruth Chris. It's it is a steakhouse though. Oh. It's an old. It's like a hundred twenty-five year old steakhouse. Is that the one that's on the river? No, it's in Buckhead. Uh, it's in Buckhead. Yeah. I don't really go to steakhouses because uh, I don't want to. Um, <laughs> well, that's a good. It took you a while to come up with that, though. Well, because I was like, why don't I go to steakhouses? And I was like, to, yeah. I don't want to. Yeah, I don't want to. I don't want to go to steak. And I was, also, my grandfather has passed away. So there's really no reason. Your grandfather liked steakhouses? I'm sure he did. He was a man. I'm sure he did. <laughs> did you not know him all that well? No, he, when I was born, he was 72. Wow. Well, he's a young guy. I mean, <laughs> when my mom was born, he was 50. So. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah okay. All right. Yeah, my, he was born in 1913. 1913? He's not still alive. No. Yeah, no, Asa well, he Hunter. could be. I mean, he could have been. 106 years old. He would be. No, Asa Hunter died in 93. That was my mom's That's dad. That's pretty good. Mm-hmm. So, so they made it 80. Where did you go to college? I went to Bernal University. It's a private women's college in Gainesville, Georgia. Okay. Because people always go brown. I'm like, no, it's Brunel. Um, And what was so, oh my God. One of my old college professors, one of my theater professors, has moved. She grew up here and she lived in Atlanta for like 20 something years. Mm -hmm. And she moved back. She's been like for six months and she came to my show last night. But I have not seen that woman since I was my junior year of college. So like a couple years ago. Yeah, a couple years ago. Couple, <laughs> couple, couple, <laughs> couple years ago. Yeah, well, you girl, you was a, real young. You have a very youthful appearance. So I don't know. I have no idea Thank how old you are. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Not never a know. lot of wrinkles. Not a lot of wrinkles. <laughs> Listen, you see my mom. She's older than me. You'll never know how old she is. Really. Well, um, but it was great because I was like, because she walked up to me. She's like, you remember me? And I was like, oh, girl. Like, I literally have not seen her since I was a junior in college. Yeah, so it was yeah. great. We hung out. Um, but it's fun, like, being on the road, like, people that are, like, pop up. Because mm-hmm. I was in uh, Melbourne, Australia, doing the um, Melbourne Comedy Festival last year. And I finished the show, and the stage manager was like, someone's here to see you. And I was like, in Australia? No. <laughs> and I get outside, and it was my friend Cecily, who I have not seen since 2004, when we were working Summerstock in Quakertown, Pennsylvania. Oh, my God. At the Main Street Theater. I've not seen her since, yeah, since the last time I saw her was 2004. And I was like, what are you doing in Australia? What is happening? <laughs> and she's like, oh, um, she was on the international tour for Book of Mormon. And she met a guy in Australia and stayed. And it's yeah, easier. happen. Right. But it was easier for her to get Australian citizenship than for him to get American citizenship. Really? And I was like. But Cecily, he white. And she's like, I know. You'd think it'd be easier. Because they keep kicking Canadians out of here, too. Like, I know comics that are Canadian. Yeah. And they come down here for work, and they give them a hard time. And I'm like, but they're, can- but they're Canadian. Like, do we really care? Like, what they going to do? They they're basically Canada. American already. Right. I mean, they're just a little brother. Like, the U.S.-Canadian border is the longest unprotected border on the planet. Ever. Of Ever. all time. Yep. So... Why are you not going to let this man tell some jokes? Just let him tell some jokes. He ain't got to do nothing. Maybe got a DWI or something. I don't know. Well, one of my go. friends had a DUI and because I only hang out with the classiest of people. Sure. Absolutely. And 
he was going up to Montreal to do a festival, and Canada didn't want to let him in. Yep. They're very strict they, on that. Yeah, they don't I was like, I don't know right how now. many people died of a DUI in this country. But it's a felony, though. That's the problem. They don't let felons into Canada. But is that a felony here? Uh, no, but after, it is there. Well, some of them after, are. Aren't they? After so many times. Mm. Right, because he had one, and they were like, ah. Yeah, they don't want to let anybody in. If you've had a DUI, they don't want to let you in at all. Because it's a felony in Canada. Because it's a felony. Because I know it's not a felony here. It's Tom telling you that you can lose an average of 26.2 pounds on the 40-day weight loss program powered by Nutramost. I lost 92.5 pounds in less than five months, thanks to the Sheehy Brothers and the Ultimate Wellness and Weight Loss Program powered by Nutramost. And I encourage you to let them help you lose weight as they teach you how to stay healthy and keep that weight off. Take it from me. Having a coach keeps you accountable and it makes achieving your goals so much easier. Let the ultimate wellness and weight loss program powered by Nutramost help you. Schedule your immediate consultation or attend the Nutramost free dinner at 6.30 p.m. on Monday, August 19th at Jake's in Plymouth. Call now, 763-333-7337. That's 763-333-7337. Study data comes from clients submitted data to a third party for tracking of daily weight loss and progress through the new to most weight loss programs. See website for full disclaimer details. Tom here for Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning. Right now, Sabre and Bryant are teaming up to offer 0% financing for 36 months when you buy a new Bryant furnace. This is the perfect time to replace your old furnace with a new trouble-free, energy-efficient furnace from Sabre. And when you buy Bryant equipment, you're getting one of the most trusted names in the industry, This 0% offer is available for a limited time. Call Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning to find out more, and please tell them that Tom sent you. Sabre and Bryant, whatever it takes. What time have you been picked up? I just want to make sure. Do we oh. have Do we have ten more minutes? Oh yeah, we have yeah, we have time. I just yeah. want to make sure because actually, if we if we go to, can we go to like quarter after? Yeah, totally. That'll be all right. Fine. Yeah, yeah, okay, good. Yeah, like good. Then we so. have a whole show, and that'll be good. Hey, I want to do a whole show. So right. I'm here. I'm glad you. So I do. took a shower this morning. <laughs> you took a shower. That's I, good. That's good. We out Your hair here. looks good. You got Thank hair you is so all clean much. and everything. Thank you so much. So that's good. Well, yeah. she did the one thing Red Fox always told you to do. Oh, wash well, your thank ass. you. So wash your ass. See, she even knew. <laughs> well, it's the greatest line in the history of Las Vegas. You know, that's where that came from. Was uh, he was the first black performer to walk on stage in a white audience in Las Vegas, and the first thing he said was, "We all got something in common. Everybody got to wash their ass." Listen, have you seen this thing online talking about people don't wash their legs in the shower? Ah, why not? <laughs> I don't know, but what? like even Taylor Swift was like, "Yeah, I don't," and I'm like, "What you doing?" They're like, "Well, the water runs down." I'm like, "No, no a little soap. Soap is that? good." No, you got to rub. Everything gets a rub. <laughs> what are we talking about? Yeah. It's not that complicated. No, it's not. But it was this whole thing on the internet. People talk about they don't wash their legs. I mean, it wasn't Why? us. Um, what do you mean us? Black people. We went to one. Oh, so it's all white people. For the most part, there was one chiming in, and I'm not trying to be rude. I'm not trying to be disrespectful. White privilege. That's what. I, I mean, don't she, wash your legs because of white privilege. Listen, I don't know if you're trying to rub it off. Like I know what the issue is. <laughs> what color do you think is underneath? Um... <laughs> But it was this it whole thing on the internet, off. like a couple weeks ago. Like, people wash their legs, and I, and I was like, I'm not having. We're, I'm not doing this. I have to wash my legs. We all do. No, but I mean, if if you ever see my legs, you'd know why I had to wash. <laughs> I got big legs, man. So do I. Like, I don't understand. Like, Nothing it's wrong just you just with big legs. Listen, I don't understand why you would get in the shower and just get halfway down I and be know. like, you know what? I know. Or people that would like wash their feet in the shower because they're like, well, my feet is in the water. And I'm like, who are you? Who are There's you? soap. Who are these 
people say, well, the soap runs down. Yeah, and you get no. slippery and you might fall and hurt yourself. Right. Know. So it's like, oh, I don't want to. I don't, like, so I don't wash my feet. I don't know. You, you don't wash lie. your feet? No, I'm just lying no. as he goes along. <laughs> no, he's telling the truth. Now he's trying to back oh, okay, oh, wash my oh, legs okay. for the longest time. All right. I will. Yeah. Until maybe like three, four years ago. You didn't wash your legs? I didn't think. Yeah. It just, you wash like, your all washed down. Yeah, I washed my ass. Good. That's the most important part. So you just figured, oh, all this water is just. important part. I get. I guess it just never crossed my mind. It's one of those weird things I just never thought of. I, I mean, just... if it's a quick shower, you just hit up the triangle and then you get out the shower. Triangle, yeah. The triangle. Everybody has it. Everybody got the triangle. Armpit. Armpit. <laughs> what? Armpit, armpit, personal parts. I, and then personal, you get personal parts. Okay. Get She's identified it as personal parts, I so that's good. I can't shower that way because I don't. I don't feel. No, yeah. no one feels clean. But if it's like, okay, listen, I was supposed to take this shower 30 minutes ago. Yeah. My ride's going to be here in 10 minutes. Mm-hmm. I got to at least hit up, you know, the most, <laughs> hey, the region that's going to cause the most problems. You brush your teeth, you hit up the triangle, you can hop out. Hit up the triangle, okay. All right. But if you're not, if you're not just getting in the shower, you're not doing that at least. I understand that completely. But no, there's no reason you shouldn't be rubbing every part. You get a whole other thing for your back. Do that action. You gotta do the back. You have to do the back. Otherwise, your back, my back itches if I don't want it. Mine too. Just, you should get yeah. itchy if you're nasty. <laughs> Minneapolis. In Minneapolis. Why do you think it is? And JB's the one that pointed it out to me the first time. I'm the only white guy in the world who has ashy elbows. What's that all about? <laughs> no, I've seen plenty of white people. <laughs> no. no, I've seen plenty of white people who are ashy. Oh, have you? It's just sometimes you can't see it. Yeah. You can see mine. It's very ashy. Well, you have like a tint to your skin. That's why. I have tint? Mm-hmm. This might be high blood pressure. Could be. <laughs> it could But be. like him. No. That's my son, Andy. Yeah, your you son, Andy. You never know. You never know. But white? you got a little. Oh, you know that. Um, But you wouldn't know if he was ashy. No, so I you would not. Skin. That's true. Yeah, because there's a difference between like dry skin and ashy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. But I'm ashy. Difference, because like when I lived in LA, I didn't see black people that often, so I had to tell every once in a while, like I had a tendency to be ashy because I didn't see black people. And <laughs> you were ashy. Sometimes you're not ashy you have, at all now. No, but like sometimes you have to like run out of the house and you're going to a yeah, show. Yeah, yeah. And LA is always like super dry. Yeah, that's true. So yeah. I couldn't figure out like the right combination of like lotions and potions and oils to not look like I'd been kicking up flour. So <laughs> kicking up flour, that's nice. I'm. I'd come home from LA and I'm getting off the plane and the girl is the girl on the plane. Like when you start getting off, who starts cleaning the plane mm-hmm. and all I do is walk by her and all, her, all I hear is them elbows. I'm like, I just got here. She I said just that as got you here. Walking Cause she by? was trying to be helpful. Oh, I thought she was complaining. Yes. She was also doing that. <laughs> okay. Well, so my mother's calling me. She's like, where are you? I was like, I'm in the bathroom putting lotion on because if I didn't, some old black lady would have stopped me in the terminal and been like, come here. Mm-hmm. What you doing? Right. Right. We're going to help you for it. And she'd have helped me up and put lotion on me. <laughs> Because all black women don't care. Everybody, mama, they'll talk to you, especially you can't be out in these streets ashy. I can be black and ashy in Atlanta. I get deported. No. Nah, it's humid in Atlanta, though. It is humid, but you can still be ashy. Well, that's true. And you can't come fresh off a plane. I'm like, girl, I just I just flew across the country. The elbows. The plane's like, in the right. driest place on Earth. <laughs> yeah. Mark above her. Literally walked out them elbows. I know. I just got here. I've been here for 12 minutes. Please, give me a moment. You're fine, though. Usually. You have to hit them. But, because I, I ran here. 
So, but I did take a full shower. You ran like, here? Well, no. I mean, I was, I was a little late when I was going to get picked up, but that's okay. Well, good, because then I don't feel as bad for holding you up for 20 minutes. No, 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 no. We still got held up for 20 minutes. I just got downstairs. Like, he picked me up at 11.50. I got downstairs at 11.57. So, and then I was, like, such in a hurry that I got off the wrong floor. So, I had to get back on the elevator. So, yeah. But I I think I'm going to the Mall of America when I leave here. Oh, you are? Yeah. What are you going to do with the Mall of America? You get on the roller coaster? Well, my friend, uh, my friend Naomi said I have to get on the Paul Bunyan ride. Paul Bunyan ride, mm. uh, the Paul Bunyan's log, mm. but don't call it that. Okay. They, used, they did. They called it Paul Bunyan's log. You did when it first opened. <laughs> and then and somebody sure. pointed out, you probably shouldn't call it a guy's log. Okay. Oh no. You know what I mean? It's. They have a Ferris wheel. I don't like Ferris. Wheels. They have a zip line. Uh, I didn't know they had a zip line. They just put that in. Oh, really? T.J. Miller was just bringing up the fact <laughs> that's is this great? I'm zip lining indoors. Oh, I can see the ceiling. It's like, yeah. why would you? Yeah, zip line I don't indoors? know why you would want an indoor zip line. Yeah, you're Adrenaline right. rush. Hmm. Adrenaline rush. Yeah, just probably going true. fast through the air. Cool. Probably true. It's uh, I don't know. Zip lines are always like, zip lines are always weird to me because I'm just like, what are we doing? No, nah, I don't do. It. I've never. It's done like that. everyone wants to be Batman. Like that's all yeah. zip lines make me yeah, think. It's true. like, oh man, I can't be Batman. <laughs> no, it's true. So there's a me... fast way to get from point A to point B, but I, I when hear... you go zip lining, point A and point B are both like meaningless. So I don't know. Well, like, if I could zip line from my house to my work, I'd do that. How close are they together? Well, miles, ten miles. They were like three blocks, and now they're like five miles. So that'd probably be a pretty long zip line. I don't think the city would let you put that up. <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> might not. They might not let them do that. Well, it doesn't seem like the. I mean, I understand. I get it, but it doesn't seem like the most feasible way to travel. I think we should all be able to teleport. Honestly. Well, that would be. Oh cool. God. Because I thought about it, I was like, if humans could always teleport, would we have cars? No. no. Would we have planes? No. Nope. Would we have boats? No, nope. I wouldn't. Well, but this is the thing. You'd have to be able to teleport. Like, say you're going on a trip, right? Can you teleport with stuff? Yeah, that's true. Like, the, yeah. like in the fly, where he tries to he teleports, and there's a fly in there, so he turns into a half fly half thing. Fly, that's right. Will that happen? That's right. That's what that whole thing is about? That's what, yeah. <laughs> he teleports, but the fly gets in, so the DNA kind of, like, gets mixed up, and he becomes half fly. I knew something happened in this chamber. I just didn't know what it was about. Mm. Okay. Yeah, there was a fly in there. Mm, that's why he turns into it. Okay. The thing they don't ever explain is why, like, the clothes are okay, but yeah, the fly is true. not okay. I don't he doesn't know. have a fly ass or anything like that either. Well, Flies you still have, have butts? I don't butt think so. Ass. You don't think they do? They got a thorax. They got uh, a thorax. They do. Okay. Mm-hmm. They do. You're right. Well, we're supposed to be, at this point now, we're all supposed to be in flying cars. Yeah, anyway. that's right. Yeah, the that's not going to happen. The way people fly, the way people drive on a oh, two-dimensional God. plane. Oh, no, yeah, the third it? dimension, it just gets a thousand. You times. Well, because at least because it's like because you would watch it on like the Jetsons, and they would and they would just stay in these lanes. Yeah, and I'm like, it's like, what's the point? Why would I stay? I got the whole sky. Yeah. Why would I stay in a stupid right. lane? I would I drive agree. underneath. Mm-hmm. I drive above. I I'll just that. on the outside of you. Like you'd literally have to put lanes in the sky. Mm-hmm. And make sure to make sure people just don't go. Ah, screw this, and just fly above they traffic. Run into you. No, that doesn't make any sense. But like, and since some of them like jetpacks, that's why I got so annoyed when like those hoverboards came out. And they're like, "Oh, we made hoverboards." Well, no, you didn't. No. 
You took the stick off a Segway. <laughs> pretty much true, yeah. And the Segway was supposed to be the future of transportation. Right. But that never happened for whatever reason. Because you could always topple over and break all your face. That's true. You know what I really The like? inventor of the Segway died rolling a Segway off a cliff. He did, yeah. Right I off heard the cliff. that. Yeah. But why didn't That's he just... True. First of all... Dumbass. Don't put a Segway near a cliff. There you go. Where was he at? Like, was he off-roading on the Segway? He was the Grand Segway? Canyon or something. He was, like, to, taking a grand tour, uh, tour of the Grand Canyon or something on a Segway. Right and off he couldn't stop? I don't know why he rolled off the edge. I guess <laughs> he couldn't stop. You can just step off that thing. That's true. Oh, I've never been he on He was my... also, like, I think, like, 80-something, so I don't know. I have never been on a Segway in my life. I have no interest. It's like a hover-round, but you're standing up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right, exactly. I'm not doing that either. Hey, those things are fun. I like cars. I get it, but them hover-rounds, they ain't bad. No? No, nah, like, you know those little carts in the grocery store you mm-hmm. ever sat? Those are actually kind of fun. You know one of my favorite things about this job? Hmm. I can always tell when people get really comfortable. Yeah? Because they start actually talking like they normally talk. I like that. Because when oh. you first got here, you are like, yes, I was talking to the man yesterday, and he told me. No! <laughs> No, 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 I know. <laughs> no, I love it. I, I, no, know, I'm not talking. Right now, we're just talking about very casual things. So it's just like, I'm not thinking that. about like, I understand. oh, yeah, facts. I got to back this up because somebody's going to try to fact check me. And I don't need that. You're fine. Well, I got because it's like, I'm smart, but I'm just like, I'm like, I can't go. Well, actually, when you go to the third page of the Internet, mm-hmm. then you can see. I'm like, I'm not doing all of that. I understand. But I understand stuff was like, I think. I was the one, like, I was a curious kid. I always wanted to know how stuff worked. I could, I could tell that, yeah. And I always was really interested in history because it had so much effect on present day. Mm-hmm. Not in the whole, well, if we don't know history, we're doomed to repeat it. It was like, no. Like, yeah. I want to know why, why laws are the way that they are. Why I get treated the way that I'm treated. Why do... Why did any of these things happen? So right, when you look at right. when you look at how things happen, and you look at like the colonization. Like I have friends from the UK, and they were telling me that they were when they were growing up, they didn't learn about colonization. I'm like, but you're from England, who mm. did most of the colonizing, almost all of it, right? So y'all on the fourth of the planet. Mm-hmm. He's like, they don't tell you. He's like, one of my friends is like, oh, you don't find that out until you get to university. And I was Who like, the hell did they think did it? <laughs> they don't even talk about it. You know, what's really amazing to me about that whole deal is, is that we have learned nothing. We literally have learned nothing as time goes by because we just pick out different groups of people mm-hmm. to kind of say, oh, they're pieces of shit. You know, I, well, I don't know why we do that, but we, we love doing that. Well, I have been to uh, Scotland twice. Love Scotland. And Where were you in Scotland? I was in Edinburgh. Oh, you do the festival? The, yeah, I was just going to... Um, did you win? Uh, no, it's just the... Um, it's just like a showcase festival. Oh, okay. It's, a, it's like, I think they do like, in the whole month of August, they do like a thousand shows. Yeah, the they do, yeah. And so I went last year because I had like a bunch of friends who were doing hours and we were on hiatus from the show. Mm-hmm. So I was like, I don't have any plans. I go to Scotland for 10 days. And... I loved Scotland. It was really fun. Um, I can't tell you what I ate the whole time. Uh, yeah, the food's a little different. I did learn that I don't like haggis, even if you do deep fry it. No, 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 um, no, no. I agree completely. And But one of the best things I did get there was uh, they have like these french fries that they put crab meat on Ooh. with some aioli. Ooh. 
all day with that. All day. I had to make sure I didn't. I was like, listen, you as a person have to make sure that you don't eat this every day <laughs> or you will leave Scotland with no neck. <laughs> no neck whatsoever. I'm going to lose my neck if I keep eating these crab fries. So I had to stop myself from eating crab fries every day. But like this time, I because um, I wanted to go to high tea last year mm-hmm. and I didn't get the chance. And so this year, my friends that I was staying with, because um, her and her mom had a show in the festival, uh, Ashley Story and Janie Godley is her mom. And I was staying with them and I was like, you know what? We're going to high tea. And so we went to the Balmoral where the queen stays when she comes. Little Sammy. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And I had this high tea because I used to go to, with my mom to the Ritz-Carlton in Atlanta. Oh, that's and nice. They Because um, they used to do a high tea as well. Yep. So I thought it was high tea. This was afternoon tea. So they bring out this, like, so you get, like, your, you get your tea and then you get your amuse-bouche, which was cold tomato soup in a tiny, tiny bowl. Mm-hmm. And then the next <laughs> one was, like, different kinds of quiches. Uh, one of them was a haggis one, so I didn't eat that one. And then there was like Sammy's, and then little Sammy's, and then there was a scones round, and then there was a dessert round. And I was like, this wasn't bad. And so me and my friend tried to figure out how we could do like an American version of high tea. It's gonna be real stupid. <laughs> All right. Well, when do I get invited? <laughs> well, we have to figure out when we're doing it. Um, All right. But it was, it was really fun going there. The thing that's interesting about the audience there is that. If you talk about race at all, they tighten up, which is why everybody does that now. And I don't know why. Well, it's but it's me talking about like my experience. Mm -hmm. So even me talking. Right. And so like I'm not saying anything about y'all, but I'm talking about like my experience. You weren't attacking me harshly. No, I'm talking about harshly. (laughs) But like I did. But I did notice last year that like I. I was saying I was on a show one time, like after I'd been there for a couple of days, and I was like, I keep thinking that I see white people that I know from America, because like there's a there's a comic named Tom who looks so much like my friend Kevin that I sent a picture of Tom to Kevin, and he was like, Yep, that's my face, and then I showed Kevin to Tom, he's like, Yep, that's me, and because me and my friend Ramon kept like, like every person we saw in Scotland was either like a better or a worse version. Than who than our friend oh, from America or worse friend. And I'm not telling okay. who and I'm not telling who, who's no, who. And he was like, What is this about? Why do you think we keep seeing all these people? And I was like, Cause we're in Scotland. We're in the UK. These are the original white people. Yeah, that's right. This is where all the that's faces exactly come right. from. That is yep. true. This is where all the faces come from. And I was saying on the show, and they would obviously start laughing because they're like, Yeah. These are, but it take them like a second, and then they would always laugh. I'm like, yeah, y'all the original. So that they're that tight-assed about race. So they would laugh at that because it was about them. Yeah, it was about them, right? But about and, you, they wouldn't laugh. But like sometimes, if I would mention something or interactions with people, they'd be like, oh, oh. I have a question for you about that. Hmm. Why do people care? First of all, what what your sex orientation or color is? Why would I possibly care about that? Because it's easy to. It's easy to judge things that have nothing to do with you. Mm-hmm. Well, I, and maybe that's the answer because I grew up in the inner city. So I grew up around a lot of different, from the time I was in first grade, mm-hmm. I grew up around all kinds of different people. Right. So, so I, I never cared. Well, I, I went to a very diverse high school and middle school. So it wasn't, but as a kid, I went to predominantly white schools. Mm-hmm. And so for, you know, I always think of that thing as a kid where it's like, they can come to ha- your house, but you can't go to theirs. It was the exact opposite for me. 
Where you, they could come to your house, but you couldn't go to I theirs? Could not go, I, I had a friend who would, their parents would not let me go in their house because I was white. Yeah. Yeah, it happened. And that can happen because, you know, y'all are sneaky. They don't know if you're going to colonize <laughs> steal their all house. Their stuff, steal everything. You were going to colonize their house. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Claim their house. You know, claim their house. I can't tell you how powerful I was as a seven-year-old boy. <laughs> Listen, <laughs> I claim your home for England. For England, yes, yes, exactly. We haven't been there for generations. Doesn't matter. I claim your home for England. No, but I mean, I didn't have that growing up. But I also grew up, like, by the time when we moved back to Atlanta, we lived in a predominantly Latino neighborhood. Okay. Predominantly Latino, predominantly Mexican. So speaking Spanish definitely helped. Because I would, like, register my neighbor's kids for school. Um, One of my neighbors, I went with her to sign up for her health insurance at work. Mm -hmm. Because there was no one there who spoke Spanish. So I was, like, 19, 20, explaining health insurance to my neighbor. So, because the kids were too little, because their kids were too little to help translate. Mm -hmm. So I went. So when people talk about, like, I think it really hits home for me because, like, my my uncle's wife is Brazilian. Mm -hmm. So, and then my best friends growing up were Latino, Mexican. So... When people talk about like people getting deported and all this other stuff, it's like I know one of my friends has been deported. Mm-hmm. My neighbors got deported, and I saw them get deported because I woke up on a Sunday in our apartment to people yelling and screaming because there were eight immigration, twenty passenger van immigration trucks in our neighborhood, and they were yanking people out of their house. So they have it coming. I mean, the apartment. <laughs> co- not that they had it coming. It's like. But the apartment complex knew. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. So for you to do that big of a sweep, the apartment complex knew. Or somebody found out. Well, they wouldn't tell anybody because they were making money off the deal. But within a month, all those apartments were full. I know. And it was the same people who could have gotten them. One of the guys in my neighborhood got deported four times. Like every couple months. He was a white guy. Exactly. Um, <laughs> back to Yugoslavia with you, buddy. Exactly. Right. Get back to Yugoslavia, damn it. Oh, yeah, because people were talking about people coming in. Most people fly in and just stay. Mm-hmm. Your people are going to kill me if I don't get you out of here. It's all. It's three minutes till one thirty. Oh, we're not. Like oh. oh, I thought you were being picked up at one thirty. Mm. Well, she's got a, or, or the other comic is picking up. He's, or, he's not picking me up. He's dropped Uber. off in a lift. He ain't yeah, got no car. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> no, we're fine. <laughs> but no, it's interesting. People have all these conversations about like immigration and stuff like that. But since you don't know the real life, since you don't know the real life consequences of doing this to people or what's going on, mm-hmm. or then they change because people are like, well, anchor babies, anchor babies. The whole concept of the anchor baby does not work. Right. No, if, it does not. You're right. Yeah. If you're a family unit. Mm-hmm. So if me and Brandon are married, we're both illegal, and I have a kid. Is he good looking enough for you? Yes. All right. And well, see. Well, he has a girlfriend. <laughs> so if me and him are, came here illegally, and yeah. I had a kid, mm-hmm. because we're a family unit, we all get sent back, and the kid can come back when they're 18. Yes, that's right. When they're 18, they come back because mm. they were born here. Because they were born here. That's right. Yep. Now, it's different if... If I'm just a woman by myself with this child, that's different. But when people talk about like, oh, they're getting this or getting that, because I am not a citizen, I cannot file for WIC. I cannot do any of it, depending mm-hmm. on where you are. Right. So you can in Minnesota. You can do whatever you want in Minnesota. Well, I mean, it's like I don't know what state kind of status. State by state thing. Yeah, it is it's a state, state by state, by state thing. Is, yeah, it is. Absolutely. So in some states, but it's also 
she's taking care of an American citizen. Yeah, right. Exactly. That is a big part of it. Yeah. But yep. if we're he, if I'm illegal, he's illegal, and our or say we have a kid who wasn't like it's undocumented. Say we're undocumented, the kid's undocumented, and then I have a kid who was born here. If I go to ask for services, they only give you services for the child born here. Really? They can't give you because technically the other child's undocumented. You can yeah, only give yeah. services to a now most places mm-hmm. now most like you would think that a caseworker would go. All right, listen. I know you got two. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I got and we're just gonna say that this one's just real big. Uh, <laughs> so we'll give you services for the both of them. But it's when people talk about like freeloading and bums and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. It's like I remember in Florida they tried they tried to pass that thing where it was like for you to get. Uh, any government services like a well, like a WIC check or a welfare check or something like that, mm-hmm. you had to pass a drug test. And this yeah, congressman right, right. thought that he was going to find, and ninety nine percent of the people that they tested came back negative. Good, I'm glad to hear that. Because it's like I can't buy. I'm trying to feed this baby. I don't have time to smoke weed. Also, mm-hmm. I knew this test was coming. You think I was going to let you get me? <laughs> You You're think amazing. I was going to let you get me? Thank you. We had one of the great shows of all time today because TJ came on and did. We just so what I like to do is just turn it over to the guest. Oh, I'm not going to ask you stupid questions. You know, hey, what about this? I just want to hear what you have to say. Oh, but you, you and he together, this has been. I mean, the show's been about five hours long, but that, <laughs> yeah, it all works for me. No, it, it was terrific talking to you. Your mother did a great job. Thank you. I would be glad to tell Marianne Hill. <laughs> so, you have brothers and sisters? I do have a... Let me see that. Are they smart? Well, you have to have a list to see if you have brothers and sisters? No, he's handing me this because my finger hurts. Um, oh, okay. I get no, it. my... I have one younger brother. We are 16 months apart, mm-hmm. and he is very smart. Yeah, you are. You're a very intelligent person. I think it's a, it's great because you also, I I don't like it when people who don't know what the hell they're talking about pretend they're experts at things. It drives me crazy. Oh, there's plenty of times where I'm just like, I don't, I don't, I don't know. That's I, don't a, know. I don't know is a good answer. We have That's the whole exactly internet right. to help us figure this out. I don't know because it's. People, but people won't accept that, though. Yeah, they won't. Yeah, they won't. They, That's true. They just think you're being lazy, or you're just being unfriendly, or whatnot. Well, when they ask a question, you're like, I don't, don't know the know. answer to As, that. And, and it's like, I'm being honest here, I don't know. And I don't want to give you a BS answer right? to mislead you or get you somewhere you don't want to be. Well, it's the whole, it's like now, <clears throat> because we have so much access to information, it's like we're all made to feel like we're experts on things when... We're definitely not, and I can't claim to be. The only thing I know about is what I'm doing. And people ask, you know, about different comics. There's so many comics that are really good. There are a lot of really good comics. And so I know the ones that I know. So when people ask me, you know, I say Josh Johnson, Barry Vaughn, uh, Yamanika Saunders, Shalewa Sharp, uh, Rob Hayes. Like, I have the comics that I know, but there's so many... More comics I don't know. Like, I have a theater degree. I haven't read every play. Why not? Because who has the time Let's for that? Let's go, sister. Who has the time for that? Spark Notes got me through. I barely wrote, right. read plays in college. The, the, um, the most simple way of saying that, you're black, but you don't know every black person. 
But yeah. there, but a that's lot of people. That's not pe- what I heard. <laughs> a lot of people. No, that's the best. Fit. That's the best way to put it. It's like, <laughs> don't be nice to Jamie. No? You know, Rob. No, I don't. No. Well, he got no. No. We don't all know yeah. each other, which is I don't assume. You don't. We can't. <laughs> we can't. There's you know, taking me seriously. I know. We can't. There's, I mean, I'm, but I also think that um, I think all old white men know each other. Yeah, we'll see. There you go. That's yeah. Exactly because Why you it have to be old? Don't we this. Because. Don't go we. Because when y'all go to the meetings. Oh, I go to the white man meeting. Yeah. Does it have to be an old white man meeting? Of course, because old white men got uh, all the money and the power. The young ones ain't showed up yet, right? I so when y'all true, go to yeah. the meetings to figure out what laws you're going to pass... And how to right. oppress everybody. Well, then. But the, I am the vice president of oppression, so I understand. True, 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 true. I am. There's no question. <laughs> you know who I'd like to oppress today? Right. Would be mixed race people. And see, an agenda. You know a crazy thing that I read? What? When it comes to adoptions, yeah. now the most desirable children are not white children, they're mixed race children. Yes. Well, you ever watch oh. TV? And they're the most expensive to get. Everybody on TV is mixed race now. They you said. Know that? Let me tell you something. <laughs> I know. <laughs> let me tell you something. There are plenty of people who are saying they are. Oh, yeah. yeah oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Because I know a girl, and she was like, well, she's because I think she thought that if she got this certain textured weave, it was going to make her look mixed race. And I was like, uh, yeah, girl, but Rachel your whole. Rachel Dozel. One of those, pull, one of those situations, <laughs> I was like, yeah, girl, but your face. Yeah. The way the account for your face was set up. Yeah. It's black. So I don't know what to tell you, girl. You ain't hiding from, you're not, you're not fooling anybody. No. Well, not fooling black. me right. She's black. She's black. Well, She's you... black with a curly wig. <laughs> well, with... well, one of the new shows next fall is Mixish. 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 Oh, yeah, it's based about, off of blackish. Why don't we do stoppish? How about that? <laughs> Wasn't there well, one college-ish or something? Well, there's grown-ish. 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 But that was there. only on. That's a freeform. Yeah, the free form is ABC's, like because it used to be yeah. ABC Family. Oh, so oh, right, that's yeah. what it is. And so they put it on free form because that's like the teen, like, oh, like the teen okay. station. Because I was like, what is free form? Is it internet? Free yeah, free form used to be ABC Family. Okay, so they did like a whole. Oh, yeah, okay. So they yep. did a whole like yep. reboot and you know name change and all of that. So it's one of those like I don't know if it's like deep cable, but I don't think it's at the top. Do you think it's a good thing for people to listen to a young black woman talking to an old white man and we're getting along? What do you yeah. call me old anyway? Listen, I would say when you do it. I wouldn't say old. I would say <laughs> blessed with experience. Yeah, there you go. Experienced white guy. That's um, right. That's correct. Gifted That's with good. years. Um, gifted with years, yes. There you go. Um, nice but- try. <laughs> <laughs> I... I did a show one time, and this guy tried to say, why don't you say you just don't like white people? I was like, why would I say that? Every check I've ever gotten was from a white person. What are you talking about? <laughs> you sound stupid. You need to go see this woman at Acme tonight and tomorrow, two shows. You're unbelievable. Well, thank you so much. Well, you are. It was great having you. And I got to tell you something. Because, hmm. like I said, I grew up in a, you know, in a, in a inner city neighborhood. I did not. I am second generation suburbs. I did. But oh. I'm just telling you, when I walked out, because you and I have never met. mm so I walked out. When you first stood up and looked at me, you went, oh, God, it's an old white guy. No, I, I didn't see, do Yes, that. you did. I saw the look on your face. <laughs> no, that was in reference to, mm-mm. <laughs> no. It's something. To, oh, no. in reference to somebody else? That was in reference to all right, all right. a comment that I made in reference to a comment that you made that we are not going to say on the air mm-hmm. um, that had absolutely nothing to do with either one of us. Which comment that I made on the air? 
Well, we were just, we were run, you were running a little late and you were like, oh, I just want to apologize. I'm like, no, we're fine. And you kept apologizing and I kept saying, no, we're good. But I'm very, my mother makes me be polite. Oh, I'm extremely polite too. That's why I didn't want you to feel like that you had done anything wrong, but we're still going back with the, no, you're fine. No, you're fine. No, you're fine. No, you're fine. And I was like, ah, when are but we going to be fine? But that's a Minnesota thing. I get it. But it's also a Southern thing where I'm like, no, darling, you're good. <laughs> well, I'm sorry. Well, no, darling. So now we're just having a competition of politeness by region. So here's what we're gonna do next time. Just go shut the hell up, though. And see, I would not do that to you. <laughs> <laughs> well, there you go. Because I'm a fine Southern belle, you are, a fine you magnolia. Are. Yeah, you so are. So I true. would not do that to you, sir. Because they say the hardest thing person. for Minnesotans to do is say goodbye. Mm-hmm. Oh, Southern. Oh, no, yeah, we're back. <laughs> <laughs> Every time you leave, it takes three tries. Mm-hmm. What well, was good to see? If it's not three tries, then we weren't having a good conversation. <laughs> we were having sure. a great conversation. And I tell you what, this show, honestly, with, with TJ uh, and you, it, it, people could learn a lot by listening to these shows today because you were both very, very honest. Thank and you. we need a lot more honesty. You were not upset. He was not upset. You were not impolite. You didn't hate anybody. It, it, that's all I hear anymore. Oh, I hate that. I hate this. I hate this. Like, settle down. Oh, that's one of the things I hate. I'm just going to tell you because I'm what here for the listening. Hmm? <laughs> <laughs> no, um, I don't think there's not things I truly hate other than yeah. the city of New York. Other than that. <laughs> I was going to say she did say that. Yeah, she did, she that. did not like New York. That's no, New York. I'm not a fan. Um, my <laughs> half hour is coming out on October 25th. Oh, what's it called? Uh, was just in the, um, it's the Comedy Central Presents the half hour. Oh, I love Tom. Yeah, I love Tom <laughs> and everybody. And, and so. We don't do it, everybody. Sure, okay, I love Tom. Um, <laughs> All right. So there's me and 11 other comics that yeah, yeah, tape those, their half hours. So it's I think they start showing on the uh, eight. Don't quote me. Um, I know mine's on the 25th. Um, birthday's on the 26th. Oh, turn Day up. Day after. Um, so it's 11 p.m. on Comedy Central. I can't stay up there. And so um, will it also be available. <laughs> I, I can record it. At, at, um, I could record it. Yeah, you can put on your TiVo. Your DVR. TiVo? Listen, Who I didn't... still has TiVo? TiVo? Apparently still people still have TiVo. They're still around. Somebody yeah, mentioned TiVo, are? and I was like, who is using this? <laughs> <laughs> I got a Betamax at the house, too. What are we Betamax, doing? Yeah, who right. has this TiVo? How is it functioning? Where did you purchase it? Um, but yeah, it's going to be available like online and Comedy Central Presents um, on their website. When it comes out, I want you to call into the show. Oh, sure. Where am I going to be? Washington, D.C. Yeah. Okay, we'll call in. But like it doesn't premiere that like that day. You want me to call in? Whenever it's best for you to sell your show. Okay, I'll call in that day. Because you call in this show, but you have to call in the morning. You have you can give her the information for the morning sure. show yeah, too, yeah, right? Totally. Yeah, I'd call love in the to morning. Have you call in. Next time Thank you come you. to town, you are coming to do the morning show. Alex. I hope so. I'll so, definitely do it. So I love Tom. <laughs> I enjoy Tom immensely. <laughs> okay. Thank you, my dear. You're welcome. It's great having you on. We'll talk to you on Monday with the family.